hey, it's Cheap Walk. What is this thing about telling and retelling the story until it's the story we want? All right, well, here's what I said. I said, I believe we have to retell the story. We have to tell the story again and again, changing it each time until it becomes the story of bringing a large and diverse group of people together in a common culture of kind and creative community. So to make that case, it seems to me, we have to talk about what stories are, how they change things and how they might change things. And I have to give you an example too that shows this off a little bit. This might take a while, might take a couple more of these chats, we'll see. The neuroscientist William Calvin remarked that Homo sapiens, the wise human, would probably be more correctly named Homo seriatum, the serial human. He follows that theme more or less lightly for quite a while in his book, The River That Flows Uphill. What he's aiming at here is the idea that humans are notable for our ability to construct enormous, complex sequences of behavior, to then use those sequences to organize the past, to plan into the future, and to execute here in the now. Another scientist, Yuval Noah Harari in Sapiens, argues similarly that what is really notable about humans is our ability to live in two worlds at one time. A real world, a physical world with lions and tigers and bears and water and air and everything else, and a fictional world, a mental world that involves money and agreements and talk and justifications and dreams. I take both of these two to be talking about the centrality of narrative. The great and, to be honest with you, surprisingly underread E.M. Forster drew a distinction about a century ago. He said, the king died and then the queen died is one thing, but the king died and then the queen died because of grief is quite another. Now, if you're a close reader, you'll, you'll notice that I've actually tweaked his quote a little bit because he actually inverts the labels I used. But what's important here isn't the label. It's the distinction between, the, between those two things that's being made. All of these are about the centrality and the power of storytelling. But what is the nature of that power? I mean, what do stories do? How do they work? What makes them so important? Here's a simple vision of a story. A story is a sequence of factoids played back from a recording of reality made at a particular time, place, and viewpoint. This is a commonplace version of this. It's direct, it's useful, it's simple, but it's also so misleading that if I were a fact checker, I'd have to give it four Pinocchios. Start with playback. Maybe we won't have to go much further than that. This vision sets up a recorder, aims it out of your senses, writes everything down that it records, and then when we storyize it, we read back the recording and turn it into words. But here's the thing. Stories change the recording from which they're pulled. Now, I'm not being metaphorical here. I'm talking about physically. We have ample scientific data on this. Many experiments run many times. When you recall an experience, you remove the experience from your memory and you replace it with a, a blend of the recall and the recounting. Okay, It replaces it. Every time you tell the story, you actually change the story in your own head. Now, this is not about the fallibility of words in transmitting experience. 
Now, that's obviously a big problem with that simple model. And it's not about the fallibility of perception in capturing reality. Although, of course, that's another big problem with that model. It's about the most basic mechanism of the mind. So let me ask you a question. How do we know the past? I'm not a solipsist, okay? So put away the torches and pitchforks. I freely grant there's a reality out there and time is real and that stuff really happened and so on. But how do we know what all that stuff that happened was? Well, we know it through recall. Whether we tell it to somebody else or not, we recall it. And we know this. Recalling it changes it. So stories change the past. And because they change the past, they also change the present. And because they change the past and the present, they also change the future. And they do all that not just inside one person, but between people. A story shared between two people becomes a new part of them both. Even as it's being shared, you're changing it in yourself and your listener is changing it, adding it mostly for themselves. Your story becomes incorporated in mine, my story becomes incorporated in yours. And there's a third story that's being made there too, ours. So when I say tell and retell the story of us until it becomes the story that we want, bringing us together in a culture of kind and creative community, I am not being mystical or airy or saintly or hippie-esque or poetic or even overly intellectual. I am talking about straight-up hardcore pragmatism. Tell and retell the story until it becomes the story we want to tell. I'm Cheapaw. Thanks for listening. <laughs>